We gather today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious God, gather us in as your beloved people. Some of us come today with excitement. Others of us come with worn-out souls. Some of us come hopeful, and others are sad and worried. Some of us come with gifts of new birth and new life, and others come with grief for those who have passed away. Gather us all together under your love and care. Gather us all together that those who need support would find a place of peace. And gather us together that those who have hope to share would walk alongside those in grief. We are all your beloved children and are all expressions of your love. Fill us with your presence in our worship today that your world would be filled with kindness, compassion, and love. As a sign of our unity in faith, together we remember that we have been baptized. Our baptism reminds us of the close relationship we have been called to, a relationship with God, with each other, and with our neighbor. It reminds us that without our earning it or proving ourselves useful in any way, God claims each of us, and God will continue to claim us. Today we remember the promises that God made to each of us when we were baptized, a promise that you are a beloved child of God. So together we make the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Confession is not an easy or a pleasant thing to do. We would like to think that we have been good and faithful disciples following your way. But we know in our hearts the many ways in which we have turned our backs on you and rejected your will for us. Like the people in the wilderness, we create for ourselves idols and we worship them, only to discover their shallowness and emptiness for our lives. And we wonder what went wrong. Loving God, stop us in our tracks. Help us to be open to your will for our lives. Give us the persistence and the courage to do your will and heal us from our wayward actions and attitudes. Remind us to reach out to others with compassion, empathy, and peace. Merciful God, come to us this day with your healing power and help us again to be your disciples, offering hope and peace to a hurting and wounded world. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin here and now and receive your forgiveness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us now confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole hearts. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, do us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your Amen. People of God, you are known inside and out. You are known from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. You are known in your mistakes, and you are known in your generous deeds of love. And in all these things you are loved. You are forgiven, and you are given the job of being the expression of God's love in the world. Live knowing you are enough, and you are beloved. Amen.
Can you all just say a word of thanks to Marilyn for her music with us this morning? Marilyn, of course, is our organist who has been playing for us, and we are so grateful. Marilyn, you can't hear them, but they are, they're wildly cheering for you. Just an eruption of applause this morning. So thank you, everybody. Hey, I think there, I saw some kids on the way in. If you uh, happen to be a kid and are with us this morning, do you just want to unmute your mic and just say good morning, everybody? Hi. So we can see your faces as they sort of flash across our screen this morning. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hi. I hope each of you got a little packet. Hi. Good morning, hi. Cooper. Hello, Graham. Hi, Rex. Nice to see you guys. I hope you all got a little packet in the mail. Did you get it? If you have one, can you hold it up and show it to me? Can you show the bird seed? Bird seed. I am so glad that you got it. We were so worried that the post office was going to abscond with our bird seed as we put it in the mail. I am so grateful that you got it. In just a second, Pastor Sherry is going to read a story about a prophet named Elijah. And it is kind of a weird story, but it's a story about Elijah. And he is a prophet. And one of the weird parts about the story is that he is out in the wilderness and he is fed by birds. And in fact, it says that he is fed by ravens. And so I thought we would look this morning at a couple of different birds. Can you see my birds this morning? So you yes, we can. Awesome. So you've probably seen ravens before. They're blackbirds. This is a raven. This is a red-winged blackbird, which I think are sort of raven, but just with cool colors. And then we have some other birds in Minnesota. We've got blue jays, which I think are really cool. They're usually quite big and loud. And woodpeckers. Now, your parents might know about woodpeckers because sometimes they peck on the side of your house, and that's no good. And then we have tiny little birds. This is a wren. And now we're back to our raven. So those are some of the birds that we actually have here in Minnesota. All of those birds you can see outside. And what I thought we might do today is since the birds fed Elijah when he was hungry, I thought each of you could take your little tiny packet of bird seed and pour it someplace outside today, maybe on your deck, maybe on your front porch, Maybe you could pour it on your driveway, someplace where you could see it from inside the house and see if any of the birds come and eat any of that bird seed. And when they do that, you might imagine these birds bringing Elijah lunch, which would be so weird. So will you do that? Will you take your bird seed sometime today and pour it out on the driveway or maybe on your deck? And then drop it if you get a little bird to I can tell Rex is all in already. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much. Will you pray with me before uh, Sherry reads our lesson for today about the prophet Elijah and being fed by birds? Can you fold your hands and bow your head and pray with me? Gracious God, we give you thanks for creation. We give you thanks for the way that you feed us through your creation. We give you thanks for the prophet Elijah, 
who relied not only on you, but birds to feed him. As we go out and pour our bird seed outside, God, remind us that you not only love us, but you have created a beautiful creation. Open our eyes to see the beautiful birds that you have made for our enjoyment and for the beauty of your earth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Good job, everybody. I look forward to seeing uh, maybe a photo or two of you pouring out your bird seed and maybe even taking a picture of the birds that come to visit you today. See ya. Can everyone hear me okay? All right. Our reading today comes from 1 Kings 17, 1 through 24. Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord the God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. The word of the Lord came to him saying, go from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the Wadi Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the Wadi and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the Wadi Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the Wadi. But after a while, the Wadi dried up because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there, for I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said. But first, make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterwards, make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal will not be emptied and the jug of oil will not fail until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she as well as he and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he had spoke by Elijah. After this, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, became ill. His illness was so severe that there was no breath left in him. She then said to Elijah, what have you against me, O man of God? You have come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son. But he said to her, give me your son. He took him from her bosom, carried him up into the upper chamber where he was lodging and laid him on his own bed. He cried out to the Lord, O Lord, my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I am staying by killing her son? Then he stretched himself upon the child three times 
and cried out to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this child's life come into him again. The Lord listened to the voice of Elijah. The life of the child came into him again, and he revived. Elijah took the child, brought him down from the upper chamber into the house, and gave him to his mother. Then Elijah said, See, your son is alive. So the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. Here ends our reading. I remember the exact moment when I received the news. I was sitting on our couch and I had just finished uh, feeding Emily. Bob had answered the phone and I knew from the conversation that something was terribly wrong. He walked over to me and he said, I don't know how to say this to you. Your dad died this afternoon. My dad died. That sentence did not make sense to me. I could not compute the reality of it. How, why, where? So the first thing I said to Bob was, I need to call work. And I did. I let them know that my dad had died and that I would need some time off. And now when I look back at those actions, I thought that was really strange that I went and called the work first. But now I know that that was my way of dealing with the unthinkable. And I needed to take some control, some type of normalcy, for my life had been altered and was falling apart. I clearly was not in control. For those of you that have received news like this, you know what I'm talking about. Your mind can't comprehend it. And your body, it just goes into this, this weird action of trying to do something normal. For everything feels as it is spinning out of control. And you grab on to what you can control. So this got me thinking about that word control. We all want to be in control of our lives, right? You want to control our present and we want to maybe control our future. Now self-control is one thing, but when you word, use this word control to gain power or, um, you, know, you know, you grab onto something to make something happen, that's evil. And when we lose control, when things are not making sense, it can really make us feel weak and vulnerable and fear sets in. Now in our story today, we will see that God often works through the vulnerable and the people that are afraid in this world. So let's take a look at that story. We are introduced for the first time to Elijah. He has come to King Ahab to tell him that God has, is going to send a drought. I can imagine that the king just sat back and went, yeah, right, Elijah for I am in control. This is not going to happen. See, King Ahab has the great palace, the beautiful wife, and has total control over his people. Nothing bad could possibly happen in his kingdom, for King Ahab thinks he is above it all. 
But then the drought happens. And God then sends Elijah away because he needs to get away from King Ahab. And Elijah listens to God and he hides out at the Wadi Cherith. Now here things become a little strange for this story. This story turns ordinary things into miraculous and extraordinary. God speaks through creation and he places these miracles right before our eyes, through the drought, through the ravens, through the meal and the oil that never run out, and even through death itself. God works through the most vulnerable, through the outsiders, through those who have been cast aside. For God is in control. Control. God would tell Elijah where to go, what to say, and how to live. And Elijah was faithful and followed God's word and command and did not question him, but trusted in all that was to take place. For he knew God was in control. The ravens would feed Elijah each morning and night with bread and meat. Elijah would rely on these birds, these scavengers, for his survival. Elijah surely was vulnerable in this and not in control, but again, totally trusted and relied on God. And once the water dried up at the wadi, he trusted once again in God. He listened and went as according to God's command to a stranger's home, a widow, again, knowing God was in control. And now when we look at the unnamed widow, she's weak and vulnerable. And I would just wonder how she would have thought, how she had felt about this stranger Elijah coming into her life. God had instructed her that he was coming and that she was to feed him. But with what? She had little, very little. For she and her son were preparing for their death. This widow had no control over her life at this point, so when Elijah comes, she follows his instructions. She gives freely to a stranger. For what did she have to lose? Her food? Her life? Her son's life? That was already going to happen, no matter if she helped this man out or not. When she no longer had control of anything, she gave that control up to God and followed Elijah's instructions. But when we reach that last part of this story, Elijah's still listening for God's voice and still resting on the fact that God is in control. But something has changed, for it appears that Elijah has taken a little bit off guard. He was not expecting the illness or death of this son and he appears a little shaken by what has taken place. You see, Elijah was not given word from God that this was going to happen. And so he goes into action. He does what would seem normal for him to do. He takes the young boy from the mother and carries him upstairs and prays. He prays to God to save her son. And Elijah cries out to God, 
O Lord my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I am staying by killing her son? Here he questions God. He wants to know why this has happened. And he cries out three more times for this child's life. And God responds. Elijah prays for the son's life to be restored and God answers Elijah's prayer. All of these things that happened, miracles from God, for God sends and Elijah listens. God feeds and Elijah trusts. Death occurs and God responds. In each of these stories, Elijah and now the widow understand that God is truly in control. Control. What does control mean for us Christians? Does it take us losing control to get closer to God? Do we wait until we no longer have something or someone to believe that God is the one in control? Do we pray when we have control? Or do we pray when we lose control? And what difference does it make to us today if we trust that God is in control, working through us and around us and through other people in our lives? Now, most of us here today have known someone in our lives that has died, whether it be a spouse or a parent, maybe a sibling or a friend. And when this happens, we understand this lack of control in our bodies, in our hearts, and in our minds. We yearn to have everything go back to normal. We struggle sometimes to go on for another day. We question God and we shake our fists and ask why. Now today, today is All Saints Day. And at Shepherd here, we remember the death of 11 of our own. Today is a day to reflect and rely on God's promise of resurrection and everlasting life. Today on All Saints Day is a time to remember not only those that have died this past year, but all those who have died in our lives. So today, I ask you this. I ask you to put aside your control. I ask you to be vulnerable and take a moment and remember. I invite you now to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Let go of your control. Let go of your thoughts. Clear your mind and notice your breath. Now envision those people who have taught you about life, who have touched your heart, who have transformed you as a person 
and in the way you live. Remember their faces, remember their smiles, remember their laughter. Let go of all the worries of the day, all of the things that you are trying to control and just breathe. Let your mind go to a place of serenity, a place of peace, a place where there is no more pain. And when you are ready, say the names of your saints silently or out loud. When you're ready, you can open your eyes. Feel the presence of God's love surrounding you and holding you now and forever, knowing that God is in control. My dad, he died 18 years ago. And on that day, God was with him and God was in control. God took care of my mom and my siblings, and was with my dad's family and all of his friends. And God continues to care for each one of us here today. Listen to God's voice, embrace God's presence, and look to the future with the hope of everlasting life. Amen.
Thank you again, Marilyn. Just a note about our financial life together. Thank you to all who have returned your pledge cards for 2021. We have received about half of our normal uh, number of promises. So if your family has not yet done so, uh, please be sure and return your promise card as soon as you are able. This week would be wonderful. Uh, if you need another pledge card, you can simply call or email Sean in the office and we would be glad to send you one. Let us now confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Gracious God, we are grateful for our family of faith. We are grateful that even at a distance, we are still connected to one another in love, compassion, and care. Unite us into one body, that we would continue to live out your call to love one another, serve those in need, and have compassion on those who suffer. Unite us in your love, that we would be beacons of hope in a hurting world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of love, we pray for our country, and for our upcoming election. We pray that all are able to vote in safety. We pray that all voices would be heard. And we pray for peace following the election. We pray that we would honor and trust and love one another. We pray that your spirit would fill us, that we might come together to create a more perfect union and that out of our many, we would indeed become one. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Loving God, on this day of remembrance, we rely upon your promise of resurrection and new life. We give thanks for the assurance that whether we live or die, we are yours. Hear our gratitude for all your saints who have gone before us, who rest in your eternal Sabbath. As we recall the names of your children we have loved and lost in this past year. For Gladys Applequist, Ruth Rand. Jerry Ward. Neil Clark. Virgil Arness. Helen Growth. Dick Brubacher. Emmy Lou Hansen. 
Joanne Oyas. Lois Shermack. Bruce Pladson. Loving God, cradle them all in your care and bind up our hearts to rest in the hope that we too shall fulfill our baptism, dying and rising in you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, hear your people when they pray out loud in the chat or in their hearts. Loving God, you promise to hear us when we pray. Open your ears now to hear our gratitudes, our laments, and our prayers for others. Loving God, on this All Saints Sunday, we recognize that you are, in fact, in control. Let that truth give us peace as we leave all of our prayers this day and always with you. Amen. One prayer from Krista, prayers of thanksgiving for Cooper, who turns three today. Happy birthday, Cooper, from everyone. And as has been sort of our Tradition, we unmute our mics to say our Lord's Prayer together. And so as you unmute, maybe a quick happy birthday to Cooper, and then we will begin the Lord's Prayer together. Happy birthday, Cooper. Let us pray. Good morning. Let us pray. Our Father, Let's Jen was at
And now the now, Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A number of announcements uh, for us this morning as we wrap up our worship, and many of these were in the email that uh, came out earlier in the week on Tuesday. Let me just highlight a couple of them. Uh, one of my teachers from Duke, Dr. Ellen Davis, an Old Testament scholar, will be joining us on Wednesday night at 6.30 for a conversation about the Old Testament and ecological justice. Um, I really hope you'll make the chance uh, to come and listen to uh, Dr. Davis, she's really quite good and very well known in many, many circles. So this is a rare opportunity to hear her. I hope you'll make time to do that. We also, Mary is making meals for us uh, and Johanna is making dessert for us. And so there is a sign up that we need you to complete today. If you wanna pick up a meal, uh, go to the website or go back to that uh, email from Tuesday to sign up and you need to do it today. So we have enough time uh, to make sure to get those meals prepared. There's a women's breakfast coming up on November 7th. Again, there's a sign up on the website and also in the email. There is a Wednesday morning Bible study at 10 o'clock like we always do. All are welcome. Come for a little break and uh, bop in and do a little Bible study at 10 o'clock. It's on Zoom. The link is on our website. There's a book study coming up on November 18th. This has been a very influential book, uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist. Uh, and even if you haven't read the book, we encourage you to come and participate. This has been a very influential book in the last few months. So uh, pick it up, read it. Kay, do we have any uh, books left in the office or are they all gone? Do we have a couple extra? Sean, Sean, question. Sean, do we have any left in the office or are they all gone? I put Sean on the spot. Maybe she's not with us anymore. Um, anyway, do plan to uh, pick up the book and give it a read and uh, make plans to join us for that book study. Uh, you can still buy wreaths from our Boy Scouts if you want to do that. There is a link in the email and also on the website. There is a really important Mental Health Connect program coming up on November 17th at 6.30. Uh, this is a counselor who's been on with Mental Health Connect before, and she's going to be talking about grief and loss and COVID-19. Um, I would really encourage you to go check that out as well. This counselor has done an excellent job in the past with lots of really good information and resources. So make sure and um, check that out. It's November 17th at 630. And then many of you know there are many in our community right now who continue to suffer, and both Resource West and Reach and Restore are also, are both doing winter clothing drives. Uh, and you can go to our website to find out more about those. And in that email, you can go to their websites about drop-off times and those kinds of things. But both uh, nonprofits are looking for help with winter warm weather for those in our community in need. So I do hope that you will check that out. And if you don't wanna go shopping, you can give them monetary gifts as well. Uh, especially at Resource West, they have secret shoppers that go out and they buy things that they need. So that's another way to do it as well. Uh, let's see, okay, yes, Ted Bauman, the speaker that we had, uh, was that last week, on grief and related to the pandemic is recorded. It's on Facebook, but it's also on our YouTube page. Shepard has a YouTube page. You can get there through our website. 
Um, that also is some excellent resources about uh, stress and anxiety and resilience during the pandemic. So you can go check that out too. In fact, all of the things that we've been doing during the time of COVID, they're all been recorded, uh, funerals as well, all up on our YouTube page. Uh, and you can go check those out and refer back to them. Anything else that I missed for today? Pastor, you talk about that email. You mean the email that this should have come out on the last Tuesday, right? It comes out every Tuesday, yep. And if you are not signed up, you can go to our website to sign up. You can send Brian or me or anyone else on staff an email and we'd be happy to get you signed up for that email if you need it. Okay, I think there's a football game on later this afternoon. You are, you are so mean, Pastor, you're mean. Yeah, and subtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, everybody. We are going to do breakout rooms after worship today. So if you want to stick around and meet some new friends, uh, we uh, chunk people up into random groups to stick around and have a little conversation. We'll do that today. Uh, or you are, of course, always free to go back and about your day. Let us close with another blessing. Go forth into the world of in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor everyone. Love and serve the Lord. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the blessing of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brian will get us sorted into breakout rooms if you would like, or you are, of course, free to go. Nice to see you all this morning. Peace. Have a good day.